Yes, people, we are live. Welcome to Holly's Hotspurs meets Albert JTV. Something a little bit different. Broadcasting from both channels. But before we get into it, people, let's hit the intro. This is crunch time of the season. Somebody mentioned it's a North London derby. Yes, it is. Holly's Hotspurs meets Albert JTV. We have guests representing the blue and white of Tottenham and the red and white of Arsenal. This match preview will be a showstopper. People, welcome to Holly's Hotspurs and Albert JTV. And there you have it, people. Surround intro into one of the biggest North London derbies for recent years. Now, me and Holly, obviously, husband and wife from the Tottenham and Arsenal, but we actually don't live together, which is quite normal because we hate each other's guts because of the teams we support. So Holly's in beautiful Portsmouth and Albert's in beautiful South East London red carpet. Good old Arsenal territory. To my amazing co-hosts, welcome to this joint broadcast of North London Derby. Holly, my Tottenham wife, how are you? I am good. This is quite nice. I'm enjoying this. It's nice to stream off of both channels, isn't it? I mean, it obviously, is. shame about uh, your team, but <clears throat> I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> well, you said this is it's great to stream from both channels, but whether you feel like that before the the end of the stream will be a different story, Holly. That's not that's something else. But people, as I always say, obliterate the like button. Come and support both channels, and people smash that like. As I said, obliterate smash, and this will be put on Spotify and Anchor. So audio listeners. You have not been neglected. But um, people in the chat already, Holly, we'll quickly go in there before. We wonder who Chris Agambar is. Here we go again. He's <laughs> got a great surname. He has, he has, he has. Thank you, thank you. But further ado, people, we have some amazing dons in the background representing both sides of North London. Holly, I'm going to let you to, because you're the home team and you need to get the points to actually get back into Champions League, you know, because you're a little bit behind Arsenal, the league. We'll, we'll let you introduce your boys into the into the stream. I feel like these subtle bigs are going to be the vibe of the whole stream tonight, so I need to get my A game on soon. Um, but yes, I have two lovely people waiting in the wings to obviously come on this show and basically show everybody what this side of, uh, or should I say the better side of North London is all about. Hold on, hold on, just just bring him in right, we'll carry on, go on, go on. All right, okay, sweet. (laughs) First of all, we have Patrick, who is suited and booted tonight, ready for the business end of the season. What is happening? Yeah, the gaffer is in the building, business end of the season, so obviously I had to come suited and booted, got the Spurs hat and repping, so yeah, man, managerial vibes, that's me, I'm the Don Conte, so I'm here to school. Oh my God, Arsenal people in the chat, if you've got six buckets (laughs) ready, then feel free to let it go, it's it's fine. But Patrick, it's good to see you, brother, that's a long time, bro. Yeah, long time, man. Always a pleasure hooking up with you, even though you you support them a lot. You're a good guy outside of this. So, no, yeah, appreciate- we're enemies appreciate- up until Thursday. Well, yeah. after Thursday, 10 o'clock, we're, we're cool again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the love through gritted teeth because I can see you're struggling <laughs> to contain yourself with the disappointment of this season. But it's fine, Patrick. But uh, now, welcome. Oh, aboard, really um, <laughs> great to have you on, man. But Holly's take it away. And we also have a good friend of mine, Dara, also known as Spurs Views, repping the Tottenham side as well. All right, guys. Lovely to be here. Um, absolute pleasure representing the Spurs tonight. I couldn't let the side down when I heard that there was Arsenal boys making noise over the fucking pond. I said I had to, I had to, I had to chime in 
had to chime in and put our corner to the hilt, man. This is our time. Come on. Love well, you know what? I've got, let, Colin, I'm just going to go to the kitchen. I want to get some of them grapes I've got in the background. I feel a bit sour at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you, got you, know no, no. you got a fire corner. Yeah, of course. No, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, man. Oh, pleasure, uh, gonna, pleasure. Great seeing you again, Albert. No, good to see you, man. It's going to be a lit stream. So I guess because obviously Tottenham are at home, you know, in the in the, the something bowl, they call it, I think, or the something stadium, whatever they call it. I've got my two gunmen in the background. Hitmen. A.K.A. Kevin Campbell and Ian Wright, I call them. I'm going to bring in my brother from another mother from the tough part of South East. going to bring him up. King. King Kesh. Welcome. Oh, he's on mute. He's on mute. 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 <laughs> Kesh. Yes, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? We're here. We're here. Yeah. To settle this. Because yeah. you know what? Big T been giving it all the talk all season, you know? Yeah. We keep the powder dry. But I'm ready to unleash on him right now. You get what I'm saying? I'm ready, Kesh. I'm ready for you, bro. Let's I'm go. Yeah. My King Kesh, good Kesh, good to see you, brother, man. Like I said to the guys before the went live, I said, you know what? When it's the big European nights, I bring out my hitman in, in King Kesh to come and take on the panel. So big, <laughs> big up to you, bro. And I got one more person to bring in, Lord G, the main man, hitman, London Stroke, Ken, big man G, come in, bro. Daddy G's in the building, baby. We said, <laughs> let's go. All right, I'm ready for this, you know. I've been looking forward to this since the moment you invited me. So, you know what? I'm glad to be here and I'm ready for the banter to roll on. And yeah, let's pull up the sleeves and let's get cracking. That's right. So, um, you know, being the away team, Holly, I thought I'd, you know, kick in and I'm going to sort of pose some questions to your, your Tottenham lads to see, you know, what their views are about... Um, your your club this season but i want to kick off with um patrick actually i just want to sort of ask you about um antonio conte um i think probably from what i've seen obviously being the arsenal fan from the tottenham fan base that's the man you eventually wanted in terms of a manager if you go for a list of managers that were sort of touted at the summer um i knew he had the he had, he had he had kind of the um i don't know if you call it a meltdown against burnley where he gave that extraordinary interview it looked like he was going to get a plane, going to go straight to Gatwick or Heathrow and leave the Spurs in the in the mire. Um, what what for you has he improved at his time in Tottenham, and and what are still your concerns? Um, to be honest, I don't have any concerns. I think the concerns come from the media narrative that every game or every time we lose or don't have a good result, it's our oh, Conte. Is he going to walk? Is he going to go? blah, 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 top four hinges on Conte and this and that. I don't really have any concerns. I believe that Conte will, even if we don't get top four, God forbid, which I don't think will happen anyway, I feel as long as Conte feels he's going to be backed and the pieces are in place and the building blocks are there, he'll stay and go again. He's even dropped um, some some dimes the other day saying that he feels he can be Tottenham's Jurgen Klopp as long as he's back. So he's talking about being here long term and, and building off what we've done already. But in terms of what he's done this year, the mentality is mentality is 100% improved. He's improved mediocre players such as Ben Davis and Eric Dyer, who none of us wanted to see anywhere near a starting eleven. Those what guys, players, have, Patrick, Eric Dyer. <laughs> respect Eric Dyer, by the way. Respect. Yeah, Eric I saw Dyer. your I saw your tweet. I thought. Yeah, 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 there you go. I saw a hell of a lot of your tweets. And, to be honest with and, you, yeah. and you know, like I mean, if I'm being oh. honest, Eric Dyer isn't. He's not. He's not. Well, he's not a great centre back. He's not somebody who I would want 
straight away in my team sheet. But under Antonio Conte, I can't fault him. The same with Ben Davies as well. Defensively, as you saw against Liverpool, those guys are ready to put in the shift. They're ready to roll their sleeves up and they're ready to go to war. And that's all you can ask for. Um, so, yeah, he's improved players. You're seeing Son having his best season ever under him. Uh, Harry Kane obviously had a bit of a dip at the beginning, but you're seeing Harry Kane come back into his own. And, um, yeah, I'm just happy with what's going on, to be honest. So I'm loving what he's doing. Obviously, we're not there yet. Uh, we'll see where we finish in regards to fourth or fifth. But the fact that he's got this team where we are right now, that that alone, if, if we're being real and we're taking it back and we're stripping everything off from when he arrived, you can see that there's been improvements and that is down to him. Yeah, before I bring Spurs' views in, you say, you say you've got no concerns. Um what was your feelings though when you obviously lost? I think you was it, did you lose or draw Burnley and Anthony? Yeah, we lost to Burnley, a Ben Me header, you know, yeah. horrible game. It was always going to be tough. Obviously, I know Antonio Conte is an emotional guy, and sometimes he wears his heart on his sleeve. Sometimes he does need to sometimes think probably before he responds, especially after such a poor was uh result or poor game, poor performance, basically, from everyone. We want people to be real. We want them to talk and say how they feel. We don't want these scripted and robotic responses, i.e. from players or managers. But sometimes you also got to know that the media will spin everything you say. Sometimes you just got to chill out a bit. So, you know, we like that realness. We want that realness. We want him to put Daniel Levy in the hot pot. Uh, we, we want him to be honest. We want, we want him to push Daniel Levy to invest and spend. Um, other than that, like I said, I want to see where we finish. I don't really have any concerns because I do take what the media say with a pinch of salt. But I can see that he's fully invested in the team and he's getting the most out of what we got here. So, so far, I'm, I'm happy with that. Okay, that's, not, that's not a bad answer, Patrick. I, I, I can live with that. That's good, there man. Go. Yeah. There you go, that's man. Fun. There you go. I know you've got the shirt and tie, so you're on your best <laughs> behaviour. <right. laughs> uh, Spurs view, sort of the same question to you. Like, what, what's the playing style that you see under Tottenham? Is, is it more recognisable under Conte? What has what, what he implemented that you're pleased with or still concerned with? Um, yeah, I think we definitely have a very definite style. I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Conte in each and every game. Um, he has a certain game plan set out for certain teams, which I like. He's a lot more adaptable than people give him credit for, I think, to be honest. Um, because I saw Gary Neville chatting on Sky Sports saying that he wouldn't have Conte United, which is crazy talk, you know, but saying that he's not adaptable and he plays a certain way of football. He does play a certain way against bigger teams and he's he knows how to uh, batter the smaller teams. I mean, you, you, you saw what the likes of Leeds and the likes of even West Ham. We can throw West Ham into that category now these days. The Leeds, the West Ham, um, they come to mind straight away for teams that we kind of rolled over and Everton as well, 5-0. Um, so, yeah, they were just, you know, absolute batterings. And I don't take... Um, the criticism that that Klopp gave us that we should have gone to Anfield and just rolled over for them like most teams in the league have done this season. So I like what Conte's doing here. I like this. He has players that he trusts and he starts them nearly every game. You know, there's not a lot of chopping and changing, which I think has really benefited um, the likes of Dyer this season, as Patrick mentioned, the likes of Dyer and Davies. He's not bringing them in and out of the team, as we saw um, under Nuno and even towards the end of Mourinho's tenure, which I don't even want to talk about tonight, but those kind of things. I think Conte is more stable and I suppose the only thing that I am a little bit concerned about is that, that there's a constant narrative, but again, as Patrick has already mentioned, it's a media narrative and I'd like to think that Conte doesn't um, feed into that kind of malarkey that 
he thinks that he's better than the club and things like that. I don't think he believes that. I think he just wants to win and he's very passionate and he wants to make sure that he's getting backed this summer, which he absolutely needs to be. He needs five, six players at minimum this summer. So I think when he's coming out with these kind of uh, bursting statements, um, the kind of fleeting thoughts, there's, He's actually just putting the pressure on Levy, saying, OK, these guys are good and I can do so much with these guys. But if we want to be really, really pushing, we need to be investing. And I think that's what he's doing when he makes them outbursts. But yeah, overall, I'm absolutely delighted with Conte. I wouldn't rather have anyone else, literally anyone else at the helm at the moment. I was just going to say, I think I kind of resonate with that as well. I think we've got the players that aren't necessarily the best they could be or what we need right now. But I think with Conte and the style we're playing is the best we can do. And again, like Dara says and Patrick, it's putting the pressure on the geezer right at the top. And that is, you need to invest in this summer. Yeah, well said. So, um, Holly, before I come back to you before you bring in my my hitmen, um, I just want to say um, a shout out to, um, obviously there was some, a bit of a, the awful news that happened last Saturday. Um, the young footballer um, in Nottingham who died last Saturday from a cardiac arrest, age 13. So, Absolute thoughts go out to that young man's family. It, it, it's tragic, tragic news. So I just want to get that in before we sort of move on to um, Holly. So hit my hitmen with their with their with your questions for them about North London derby. I shall. I'll go for it. I mean, I want to stick with kind of the manager vibe as well because I know Albert's gone straight in with Conte, and I want to go straight in G with obviously Arteta. Now I know throughout the season there's been a bit of up and down, a bit like Spurs in that kind of sense. What's your kind of initial thoughts on how Arteta plays? And are you confident that he'll play the way that will go and beat Tottenham on Thursday, do you think? Yeah, like when, it, if you listen, when it comes to managers on Arteta, you know, even Gunas will, will tell you uh, that watch my content that I wasn't in, I wasn't in favour of him coming to the club. Um, I didn't think he was the... I didn't think a man who had never managed a top-flight football club um, should, should warrant um, even an interview at a club of, of Arsenal's prestige. <laughs> Um, however, you know, I'm one of those fans that, you know, when a club makes a decision, yeah, I'll have an opinion on it, but I'm not going to run with that narrative throughout the whole season. I'm going to give the guy a chance. Um, he's come in and let's face it, you know, no Arsenal fans going to sit here and say after the first three games that any of us were best pleased with what we saw on the pitch. Um, having said that, you know, regardless of how emotion, emotional we were at the time, there, there, there were circumstances you know, surrounding those 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 defeats and those heavy defeats, given the fact that you know our our team was completely plagued by COVID, we had key injuries. Um, nevertheless, you know there have been periods this season where I've not been impressed with either the way we've played football or the style of football we've played. You know, I grew up watching Arsenal play extravagant, exciting, you know, football that you can only dream your team would play. Um, and that was, you know, during the during the heyday years, years of Arsene Wenger. But at the end of the day, you know, life's moved on, Arsenal's moved on, you know, so we can't, we can't live in the past. And we, we're not all, I don't think any team is probably going to play a similar brand of that football that Wenger introduced to the Premier League. In terms of Arteta and what he's doing, um, it's a difficult one because throughout the season, we've had different issues. There have been times when We've not been able, we've not been a very good offensive unit. We haven't looked like we can break a side down. We haven't looked like we could get on the score sheet. And if you look at the goal, the number of goals we've scored, you know, scoring goals has been a massive struggle for us. However, throughout the season, what you have also seen is you've seen, you know, when we weren't scoring goals, you were seeing, even in terms of the signings he made, 
what you have seen is something that you've not seen about Arsenal for a long time, which is to be tied back. Um, you know, he's brought in certain players that we weren't all convinced by, but you know, for large parts of the season, we'd literally won games single-handedly because of the performances of players like Ramsdale or the players, you know, or the centre-back partnership, or just simply playing compact football at the back. Um, and that is something that I've not seen as an Arsenal fan for years. And then throughout the season, there's been a lot of inconsistency. Um, right now, you know, when you when you look at this Arsenal side, you know, we went on a stretch of losing, you know, three games past, you know, post um, the international break, which I think at that point, most Arsenal fans would have envisioned we would have won. And we thought top four was done. And then all of a sudden, we've put four, four amazing results together. Um, and, you know, we're right back in it. And we, we're in the controlling seat of, of that top four finish. But it's like, for me, what, what, what I found with Arteta and, and Arsenal this season is we haven't, we haven't often been able to put in the complete performance. We just haven't been able to put it. It's either the, we're lacking up top or if we, once we start scoring goals, the defence all, all of a sudden looks suspect. So what I'm looking you know, from this Arsenal side on Arteta is consistency. But I can't, I can't ignore the fact that at the end of the day, I don't feel like that consistency is going to come with this crop of players that he's got. Um, I think it's very similar to what Patrick has said um, and what Spurs views have said in terms of Conte. I think a manager can only take a group of players so far. And you can do you can do and say what you want on the training pitch, and you can you can you can implement it as much as you can. But Albert will tell you, I'll tell you, Pesh will tell you. There are times when we've single-handedly lost games because of individual error, or because the players clearly have not put in place the plan that Arteta clearly yeah. is giving them. So I've I've somewhat changed my tune with Arteta. I have to be honest. Um, I, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of him when he joined the club this season. There were times when I've 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 been very disappointed. But I, I've question: Are you are you were you happy with the with the contract extension and the timing of it? Like when they released yeah. it? Yeah. So I've got to be honest. For me, I I looked at this season and I thought if we finished fifth or sixth, that would be an amazing achievement based on the mm. squad of players that we have. Which is why, for me, even making top, even if we don't make top four, I feel like he warrants a contract extension. And when and when the contract extension was announced, I have to admit, I was a little bit baffled by the timing because yeah. I, I'm, I'm old school in that. I think we should have just wrapped up the season first and then spoke about that at the end of the season. Mm. However, what's done is done. Um, but yeah, in terms of like going back to your question. I'm not completely convinced by Arteta in terms of our in, in terms of the way we've played football. But what I will say is I don't think that's down to just him. I think it's a lot of it is to do with the crop of players he's got. And I think if he is backed in the summer or continue continue to be back in the summer like he was last summer, I think next season you will see a lot more consistency in our playing style in terms of this squad of players or the new squad of players. That is interesting you say that because it is like you said it's it's pretty much mirrored to Tottenham as in. We've got this crop of players, we've got this great manager, so to speak, but the players just aren't good enough to fulfil his plans. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad Patrick mentioned, obviously, the contract extension, because, Kesh, that's what I kind of wanted to ask you in that kind of sense. Are you pleased, kind of following on for what G said, are you pleased? Yes, the consistency is not there, but are you happy to have Arteta as your manager next year? Um, listen, I'm totally behind the manager. Um, reason being is, before he came in, I kind of took myself away from the old 
the rest of the fan base in terms of looking at him and thinking he's going to be this manager that completely comes in and changes everything immediately. One, you have to realise that he's, he is a rookie manager. Yes, it's not my choice. I'd rather someone more experienced. But this is our reality. This is what we've been given. So deal with it. I have seen improvements. They're not improvements of such where you're going to say he's a world-class manager or he's in the mould of the Jürgen Klopp who's had a lot of experience coming from Dortmund. But what I've seen is a manager who's, from compared to last season, he's learned a lot from some of his mistakes. And even when you listen to him recently, he's come out and admit that he made certain mistakes that if he could go back, he would do it a, a, a different way in terms of man management of players. That's one of his biggest issues that he had mm. when he first came in. When you look at the likes of Saliba, um, I don't agree with the Guendouzi one, but a lot of our fans do think that okay. falls under the same category. Yeah. But there's certain improvements. And when you look at the playing style, I know a lot of people say it's not the most attractive or whatever, but if you look at the underlying stats, like where what only four teams in the league keeps the ball more than us, that's a big improvement. And if you want to be one of the teams at the very top, you have to keep the ball, possession-based, keep the ball. You look at the turn turnovers. We don't give a lot of turnovers um, away compared to what I've seen in many years, even under the likes of Vanguard, the likes of um, Emery. Shots to goal ratio, we don't really concede a lot of that. I've watched Arsenal for so many years where I would see the opposition attacking like two of our, two of our centre-backs. And mm. you know, once that happens, it's game over. We limit teams to not many opportunities. As G said, when you see us concede, this normally tends to be an error from an individual. And Arta himself have come out and said it many times. You Sometimes you get players and there's only so much you can improve their ceiling. So when we went through the summer transfer window and a lot of people's giving it the all negative and all that, I'm saying, no, this is our reality. This is where we are as a club right now. You're not going to be attract the the players like Ozil's, the players like Sanchez without Champions League football. We've been out of it for how many years? Cheers, now, yeah. So what you want to do now is actually get back to a position where you can say, you know what, this is the project. We've got Champions League football. This is what we can offer you. And then you become a more attractive um, football club where then you can start making improvements. Players that takes you to another level. Players that move the needle. That's what we need in terms to get to a better place, better position as a club. And I feel with his system and the way he plays, it's very complicated. I know a lot of people say, oh, he's a shit manager, all this, that, that. But I think when you look at the actual way he wants to play, it's a complicated system. And I, I can't really fault him too much. I can't really fault him too much. I think I just have to take think with my head and not with my heart and actually look at it and say, you know what? I've got to give him time. Well said. Well said. Well, you want to come in? Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you were going to say no. It is true. I think like it's really strange because although we both support the different sides of North London, we kind of have the same sort of theme running through both. In a sense that I think now we both need Champions League football to attract those players that we crucially really need to build on our squads. Um, like I said, it'd be this game that will hopefully decide the fate. So yeah, it'd be interesting to get into the tactics kind of thing of this game. Yeah, just a full on Holly. Yeah. Um... I mean, I don't know how Kesh and G talks felt, but when I saw the breaking announcement of um, Arteta getting the, the contract extension, firstly, it's only two years, so Arsenal has to relax and calm down. Two years is, is not a long time in football, believe it or not. I don't think it is, personally. Um, 
I thought somebody had, had died the way some of the Arsenal fans were carrying on. It's, 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 it's unbelievable, man. Um, and it's amazing because the guys of Spurs views and, 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 and Patrick are talking about narratives and it's mad within our fan base because I've felt like this season, particularly, people talk, people mention the buzzword agendas and it's very true. Because um, now the way Arsenal uh, look like they might get top four or we're looking to get top four in terms of the media, oh, um, Arsenal should be getting it anyway. The Arsenal fans are now coming out saying, oh, but Chelsea had a... Had a FA Cup semi-final in a Champions League game. I'm thinking, you're Arsenal fans saying that. If you can't get behind the team now and get behind the manager now, when can you get behind... When when are you ever going to get behind the team? We are in our most realistic chance to get back into Champions League football. And you're upset. It, mm. Make it make sense. It's, it's mad to me. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Mikel Arteta. Um, he's made some mistakes that Kesha's talked about in terms of the man management. It's, it's been mad the way he's been carrying on. And some of his substitutions have been... A bit questionable but you know what um one thing i think he has done whether people agree or not in the chat and people watching this on um, facebook and youtube is that what i wanted to see arsenal this season yes get back in the champion league is important don't get me wrong it, it allows us to attract better quality of players but i want us to make more of a statement when we play the big teams that's one thing that has annoyed me season upon season particularly away from home now to get the three wins we no, no disrespect to Leeds, because i'm talking about the three games before that to get them three wins back to back was massive. Yeah. I think people underestimate how, how much that was for Arsenal because I think you know what that done for me because well, I know Patrick himself, other rival fans have said like we've been playing without pressure. I've never really bought into that because you don't go all season without having no pressure on you. But when we lost those three games, which was yeah. compare those three to the three we won in comparison, Madness, was, yeah. no one could have said we was going to go and beat Man United. Yeah. Well, I did at the start of the season, but not in the way we done it, like yeah. back to back. You know what I mean? I didn't expect us to go and beat them, beat Chelsea, um, beat West Ham also. Like, so it showed the players have got a bit of bottle in them. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, definitely. I didn't see it. I can't lie. I've got to be honest. You know, I've got to call yeah, a spade a spade. I know I banter you guys and Kesh and I go back and forth, but I didn't see you beating Man United. And then when you beat them, I was like, okay, it's Man United. They're not as good as people make out. But then when you beat Chelsea 4-2 away from home, I got I had to say, you know what? Fair enough. Fair mm. dues. That's a big result. And mm. yeah, Chelsea had other things going on and rare tear, tear. But at the end of the day, Chelsea aren't going to just roll over and let you come to their lane and yeah. smack them up like that. So you've got to give the players credit. Arteta made some big calls, put his faith in Nketia, who so far has come through. So, you know, you are where you deserve to be. And, you know, in the group chat, some people are saying, oh, no one deserves fourth and all of this rubbish. And I even said it today, and Kesh will back me up on this. I said, whoever gets fourth deserves it. There's no there's no yeah, nonsense about, oh, Tottenham well, don't deserve it, Arsenal don't. Yeah. How? The league doesn't lie after 38 games. And if yeah. you lot finish above us, I'll take my hat off and say, fair play, Arsenal, you deserve it. You've put the, you put the performances in when it matters. And so far... You know, you have put the performances in. Leeds was a bit shaky in the end, but you came through. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Thursday is a different kettle of fish, a massive game. The the pressure is on... Well, to be fair, the pressure is on us, actually. You lot yeah. can get away okay. with a draw. A draw still keeps the distance at four points with two games to go. So the pressure is actually on us. But also, at the same time, you lot know if you get the win, it's game over. So there's there's different factors to it. But yeah, so, so I've got to give Arsenal the respect and credit because... 
if I'm being honest, I never saw them being fourth with three games to go. And no one, if everyone's no one did. No one did. Remember in the Never Fouls group chat, yeah? We was talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, it was all, there was a, everyone saying, you'll be lucky to get 10th. I remember everyone saying, you'll be yeah, lucky to get 10th. Yeah. I said, I said, I don't, I don't think we'll get 10th. I think we'll, I personally said, I think we'll get 8th. I said, if we can keep with the pack, the running pack that's chasing the, the um, fourth, we can keep with them until January and somehow bring in an extra midfielder and a yeah. striker, then we've got a chance. Luckily, we was able to do that. But then when we got to January and we didn't sign anyone, I thought, all right, cool. That was a waste of time then. But yeah. we pulled through. I'm not going to lie. I thought the top six would be the top six this year. I wasn't sure the order, but actually, I was sure the order. I thought Man United would be fourth with their strengthening. Yeah, and they finished second last year. How can you finish second, strengthen, and then now you're like seven foot eight? They've been, they've been terrible. This crazy. Yeah, I thought Tottenham and Arsenal would be battling for fifth and sixth, but yeah, I can't, I can't lie. Arsenal have definitely exceeded my expectations so just gotta be honest oh, Patrick that's so kind of you man thank you Patrick. I know what like we can banner and we can this and yeah, that yeah. but at the end of the day you lot are you lot are where you need where where we want to be and you're there because you've won the games when you know it might be a choppy one nil it might be a scrappy two one but you're getting those at the end of the day it's W's isn't it it's, it's points on the board that's what counts right now Amen to that I'm not gonna disagree with that people <laughs> in the chat thank you for your amazing interactions so far Smash the like button, like I said, and follow all my esteemed football community on their Twitter handles. Because you know what? They deserve it, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, coming to me. So, I'm going to come to sort of uh, Spurs reason. I'm going to come to Patrick in terms of sort of standout players or players that have stepped up for you or players that probably have fallen a little bit under the radar. But I must admit, um, listen, I'm not no football expert. I don't know every European player in, in the, you know, in every European league, but... I must admit, I'm going to come to Spurs views first. I've been impressed from what I've seen with this young man. If I find the picture, I'm not going to get Holly to pronounce it because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start I'll laughing. Start singing. <laughs> but um, yeah, Dejan Kulisewski obviously got him alone for Juventus. I've been very, very impressed. Did you know much about him and, and how's he how's he fitted into the Tottenham style of playing system? All oh, Spurs views. Can you hear me? Is he gone? Oh, he's there. Is he there? Can Hello? you hear me? Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry, did you hear that? Sorry, man. Yeah, no, I I heard the end of it. I kind of went there for about 20 seconds. We asked me about Kulu, were you? Kulusevski, yeah. How'd you, how's he fitting into the Tottenham system? How's he how's he stood out? Or has he impressed you more than you thought? Oh, I think 100%. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know a whole lot about Kulusevski when he came to the club. But, my God, I, I don't think a player has hit the ground running as well as him. A forward hasn't hit the ground running as well as him since maybe Deli Ali. You know, I think he's been an absolute revelation. I think he fits in perfectly with the front three at Spurs. You got Kane dropping back as a creator. You got Sonny running in behind. And you got Kulusevski who can take on a man, cross a ball. And it's been such a pleasure having a player on the right wing who can actually create and score goals. Because I think we're used to having Lucas Moura, just kind of that bundle of energy, kind of, kind of doing all he can. Look, listen, Lucas has been there for the big moments for us in certain games obviously the ix game comes to mind straight away but i don't think any spurs fan would disagree with me when i say that he's just not the caliber he's not, of player he's, he's not, not, he's not you know him. and it's a shame and i'd love him to be that player but he just isn't man and uh it's a shame because he has such passion for the club um and he's brilliant 
Albert, we can't hear you. But That's it. Now I'm back again. Could you hear me now, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spurs yeah. he's frozen though, it looks like. Yeah, he's frozen. Yeah, I thought Darryl, yeah. why does he look like he's not moving? Oh, no, he's back. He's back. Darryl's back. back. Oh, I'm back, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> bro, you scared me, Darryl, for crying out loud, mate. Jesus. That's happened bro. twice now, man. I'm so sorry. So, Darryl, I'm going to come back to you for thoughts about another player. I'm going to come to Patrick about... um. Again, like I said, we I don't watch Tottenham week in week out, so but yeah, I've seen um, enough of Romero, um, yeah. and I've been impressed. I must admit, I've been very, very impressed. But what makes me laugh is, and every every football fan will identify with this, right? When you get um, pundits talk about centre halves in particular, oh, they've always got a mistake in them. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. not really true because I think everybody's got a mistake in it. To be honest, but Romero, I've been very, very. I know he came with a good billing. Um, yeah. I know there's a, some injury issues in the beginning. I think there was. Yeah, um, yeah. But how's he? How well has he really? How well has he done? Is uh, he's he's, he's slow. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder for the guys that don't know me or follow me yet. So I pretty much have watched every single home game. And yeah, he was out for a couple of months. Hmm. But even when he came in, like Spurs users said with um, with Kudacheski, he slotted in straight away. And I think we threw him in first game against Man City, and he was excellent. And um, you're like, wow, this guy is like, yeah, he's solid. He's a beast. He loves a tackle. He reads the game really well. Yeah, he is a bit raw and rough around the edges. And I think, you know, first season in a new league, he's still quite young. He wants to win every ball. Sometimes as a defender, you've got to know when to commit and when to just chill out a bit. I think that will come with time. But in terms of reading the game, the pace, um, he, he is a ball playing centre-back. So, of course, you know, he likes to get on the ball and he likes to ping a pass and and run out and start our attack. So you will see a mistake here or there. But when the commentators, and I even said it again in one of the group chats, it's it's lazy punditry and the narrative is, oh, he's got a mistake and then he gives the ball away. But if a, if a defender away from home at Anfield in a pressure game is willing to come on the ball, get the ball and try and create, you've got to give them that. And yeah, he'll make a mistake or two, but so did Virgil van Dijk. But the narrative is they won't highlight that. It's just what the commentators want to highlight. And I'm not trying to say, obviously, he's as good as Van Dijk. He's not, not yet. But he is a very, very good centre-back. He's on his way, for me, for being a class centre-back. And, yeah, I'm just happy with him, man. He's slotted in. He's definitely made Eric Dyer look better, um, 100%. Uh, he's been cleaning up on the right-hand side for uh, for um, uh, for uh, right-back as well. Yeah, Royale. Yeah, so, yeah, so Royale. So that's helped, that's helped Royale, but obviously takes away from his game. But, no, I think he's a class defender. He's only going to get better. He does need to chill out. Sometimes I do see him go through a man. I'm like, you don't need to do that. There's no need for that. But, you know, I guess that's just the art of defending and what he loves doing. No, big up to you, Patrick. Holly, come in. Come in. Come in. Right. So I stick with the themes of players you need to watch out for. And I'm not a bit, I'm like Albert. I don't watch Arsenal week in, week out. Of course, why would I? But, but you've, seen, you've, seen, you've seen enough though, Holly, isn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a little dabble, not a lot, but, you know. <laughs> Just kept my eye on them a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about, obviously, the guy that... His contract's coming towards the end, I believe. And he's slowly turning up. And I'm probably going to butcher his name. But that is uh, Aketia. Have I said it right? You I think you, I said you, it right. You said that right. Well done, Holly. Well done. Sweet. Get in. But, Gia, when it comes to you, what's your kind of thoughts of the initial impact he's, far, he's had out of suddenly nowhere? What, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Is it because his contract's potentially coming to an end and he wants to show mm. his worth? It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because, like... You know, I, I've the whole season always thought that top four for us is not going to be possible, and the main reason why that is is because we don't we've played literally the whole season without a striker. You know, if you if you think about the the Aubameyang fiasco and the fact that Lacazette looks more like he should be playing centre back than up front, um, 
know, he drops, he drops very deep. He does. Yeah, uh, we've we, 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 we had problems. We've had problems. And, and and you know what? It's like I said, you know, a couple of streams ago, maybe three, four, three, four games ago, I'm like, we need a striker to get into a run of form, whoever that may be. But mm. we need a forward player to get into a run of form mm. because we can't keep relying on Saka and Smithrow and Odegaard mm. to get goals. They've 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 given us enough goal contributions this season. Right. As it is. Right. Yeah. So Eddie coming into the side, I have to admit, when he was first picked, I, my I, my eyes my eyebrows were raised. I was thinking, <laughs> why, why is he coming into the side? As as bad as I as bad as Lacazette is in terms of getting goals. I thought to myself, well, why are you bringing in Eddie? Because really and truly, I can't see Eddie coming into the side and getting goals. And I don't think any Arsenal fan honestly could say they were convinced with, with him coming back into the side um, because he's in the same contractual situation as Lacazette. Both of them, you know, potentially running down their deals and they're going to walk out the club for free. So the, Eddie's form is welcomed. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's welcomed. Without his goals over recent games, then we would not be in the position that we're in. So, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that the guy has found his his shooting boots and, 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 and you know, made that continue on Thursday night, I should say. Um, but in terms of his future, it's a tricky one because for me... I can't help that it's, it's almost like I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether or not it's a case of is he scoring goals because he's finally got his chance? Because even he him said in an interview recently that he's he's not he's not started more than three games in a role for Arsenal in the first team, which mm. I was surprised about because when you look at his stats, you look at the amount of games he has started. Well, you look at the games he's played, but what you what you forget is that they're five minutes here, ten minutes here, two minutes there. So he hasn't actually started many games. So He's actually started the last three or four games and he's actually got some confidence and he's got some form. So you'd be tempted to think, well, actually, he could do a job for us going into next season. But throughout the whole season and even before this season, I've been absolutely convinced that we should sell him. When we got the offer we did last season for him um, or previous seasons, we had an offer or whatever the rumours that he was going, yeah. I was happy for him to leave the club. Um, and to be honest, you know, Regardless of his goal-scoring form right now, I personally would prefer if Lacazette and Eddie both left the club um, and we brought in two strikers. That would be my preference. Yeah. However, I know that Rome wasn't built in a day and we're not Manchester City. We don't have an unlimited amount of resources where we can go out and just spend, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds on, on talents. And there are a lot of areas in this Arsenal team that need that needs sorting. The midfield is a huge, huge issue. Yeah. The fullback situation is a huge, huge issue. So, for me personally, it, it it's, it's a tough decision. I think I think Arteta has said that you know the contracts on the table, um, and it's up to Eddie and Ketia whether or not he wants to stay. Um, he's come out publicly and said it's not about the money; it's about game time. Um, so, I think I think it's a combination of things. I, 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 I personally wouldn't lose any sleep if he's left and he's and he's replaced and upgraded. At the same time, if we keep him, time down on a contract and go out and get a top forward, then I I wouldn't be over the moon. But I could I could accept it for maybe a season or two, um, and then we'll see how see how he goes. Um, but yeah, you know his his form is welcomed. Um, I think many Arsenal fans have completely done a 360 and are at a point now oh, where they're looking to say, and, you know, I, I've seen some crazy tweets about, 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 you know, his performances and stuff. And I just think to myself, you can't, you can't deserve a career at Arsenal 
for performing in three games. It's, it's yeah, just 100%. Yeah, it's true. it's true. Is he good enough to lead the line yes. for 30 games next season in Europe, in the league? You know, and I personally don't feel like, you know, if you look at the likes of City, you look at Chelsea, you look at Liverpool, you look at Spurs, he doesn't get anywhere near their starting eleven. He doesn't even get close to their starting eleven. Some of those clubs, he won't even get on their bench. Sorry, so I... Gee, to add to that, sorry, yeah. well, I think Paul Merson said it at the start of the season. I, I, I remember him saying on Gillette's Soccer Saturday, saying, Eddie probably, I, I won't use his exact words, but I think yeah. he's more of saying that, would he actually start for most, or if any of the Premier League clubs in the league? Not like, I don't think he would. If any, this is it. So for, for me, it's a, it's a case of like... At the time, at the time he said, yeah. Pre preferably, preferably, I, I, I still want him to leave the club at the end of the season. But if he can fire us the Champions League between now and then, then we say thank you and we say our goodbyes. Yeah, it is interesting. It's like I say, it's all about priorities. And I think that's the kind of situation Tottenham have at the moment. We've got lots of things we need to sort out, but it's who's at the top of the list that needs to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of resonate with that. I just thought it was interesting that all of a sudden he's decided to fire on all cylinders. I mean, it's quite good for you, obviously, with the fixture on Thursday. Mm. I'm hoping that he goes a bit missing, but we'll have yeah. to wait and see. But Kesh, coming to you, obviously... Saka, I, I, I love Saka's bits, obviously, when he's in an England shirt. Um, and I know at the moment he could be... I don't know whether the rumours are that he's still injured. He might not be injured for North London Derby. But if he's not injured for North London Derby, he's ready. How would that How would that make you feel if he came back in the side? What would that add to your to your side? Kesh, Kesh, before you come in, Patrick, I just want to say I know how much you love Bukayo Saka. So I, I, I'm sure you're going to love to hear what Kesh has to say about him. You, 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 Player in the Premier League. Where's for the last four games? I didn't even know he was playing against Leeds. Oh, here we go. Cash, come in, bro. Come in, bro. For me, Saka is that kid. Yeah, he's a special boy. He's a special boy. Patrick and anyone who's watched football for as long as they have, yeah, Thank will you. know that as a youngster, you're not going to play every game at the highest level. What you do get from Bako Saka is when he does fall off and have a game that's not up to the standards that he normally gives you, he doesn't fall below a six and a half or a seven. That's that's the difference. Like, you, as long as you're a player, you might not have the greatest games, but if you're giving me that level of performance where, you know, all right, cool, you're not, probably not beating your fullback or you're not creating enough chances, but he's giving you that security. Because one thing about him, when that ball does get pinged up to him from a Ramsdale or someone plays it through the line to him, that boy keeps that ball. Amen. He does not lose that ball. Amen. And that's how he allows us as a team to get up the field. When you get the likes of Pepe that comes in now, we're not able to do that. A lot of the times we get into the opposition off and we're back defending. So that's one of the key elements in Saka's game that makes me love him so much. Is that technical security. Kesh, say it louder, Kesh. Say it louder. So this wasn't pre-planned, uh, Patrick. I do promise. I haven't just thrown Saka in there to wind you up, mate. You know what? Back it up, Kesh. Absolute like music to my ears. Because you know what else? You know what else with Saka, yeah? Sorry, Patrick's got me, he's got me riled a little bit now. You know what it is? You know what it is with Saka as well, yeah? Is that even when he's having a bad game offensively, he never neglects his defensive duties. Well said. Never. And that is why. Any time I, I, I've, I've been an advocate for Pepe. I wanted us to sign him since he's joined the club. Even now, even though I know he's probably going to get sold in the summer, even now I'm still hoping 
that he could find some form, he could get into the side, he could become a, a really good, you know, deputy, compete for that position. But what, what, like I said, what you have with Saka is that even when he has a bad game, he fights for the team, literally, and he never neglects the defensive side of, of, of his job on that right wing. And that's something, that, that's something that Pepe, that's something that has improved under Arteta with, <laughs> under Arteta with Pepe, but it's, uh, Pepe's just not about that life. He's just not. I think also you have to when you watch our games, yeah. If you see the opposition's left hand side, for instance, yeah, their left space, yeah, they've always got three to four men picking up back of the soccer. Hundred, always, hundred yeah. percent, and that tends to leave a lot of space. If you watch the goals that we score, sometimes yeah, it leaves that space for other guard to then shift it on his left foot, yeah. plays it out wide quick enough, and we're in. Yeah, so I can't knock that that kind of trait or that that fundamentals that he brings to us as a team. I can't knock it. Yes. Starboy. Amen to that. Come on, Bakayo. That's our Starboy right there. Do your thing on Thursday. We're behind you, my Nigerian Starboy. Holly, do you want to come back in again? (laughs) No, mate, you can carry on. I think I've uh, I've annoyed Patrick now as well with my questions. I'm going to shut up for a bit. I've I've, I've listened and I've respected everyone's um, opinion on him. I I think I like Saka and people get twisted when I say my stuff, but I just think he's so overrated. When I'm hearing Arsenal fans say he's the best young player in the in the Premier League and all of this and that, and I'm like, there's Phil Foden. I know Trent has just essentially stepped up from that age bracket now, but there's a lot of players that I would have put there before him. Saka had a good start to the season, a decent mid part. If we're being honest, Arsenal fans will also have to admit this. He has kind of fallen by the wayside in the last couple of months. I don't know if that's because he's been overplayed, over-reliance on him because there isn't really the depth there. But yeah, I'm just hoping he's just as mediocre on Thursday. Touch wood, don't think mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know what? Let me let me come in. Oh, God, you, you come in. You come in. You know what it is, though. You know what it is because it's, it's this. This happens a lot. This happens a lot with like with rival fans when they talk about like um, soccer and stuff like that. Yes. You know, I never, and I, I think I think this is this is the difference. And I'm I'm disrespect. I'm not disrespecting anybody in terms of fans here, but it's the difference when it comes to like. The different sections of the fan base because you see Saka, for me, he's a phenomenal young player. He's exceptionally gifted. Yes, he yes, I give you that. Yes. I tell you, yeah, you could go on my Twitter from 2011 to yeah. 2022, and you will never ever see a tweet with me saying he's the best young player in England. He's the best young player mm. in the Premier League. Oh, there's so many. I'm so glad. I just enjoy him for what he is. But he's actually gifted young player. And don't get me wrong, Patrick. You know what? Those same tweets annoy me because it's always a comparison. It's always a competition. And I I, I actually had to pull up up an Arsenal fan the other day on Twitter because they were were making these comparisons between Martinelli and ESR. And I'm like, why are you bringing that narrative? You see, when I see see ESR on the team sheet, I'm happy. When I see Martinelli on the team sheet, I'm happy. It's like... Sometimes I just think it's a bunch of twelve-year-olds that are just on Twitter trying to compare, compare, compare. I think, I think you have to find balance, though. You don't need yes. to. You really don't I think need you have to find balance. I don't. I agree with both sides, but I think wait, when Arsenal fans tend to say he's the best youngster in the league, it's not. I don't think it's purely based on ability. I think it's purely based on the the way he carries the team. And a lot of fans don't believe that if you take Foden out of that Man City team, 
he could do what Saka did in his impact. I think that's the thing. So you yeah. have to really break it down and try and visualize mm. what most fans are trying to say. I don't think it's based on pure ability when they say that. No, I, it can't be. Well, it can't so, be. Because I thought Bukayo Saka would make things interesting on this. Um, it wasn't pre-planned. I just kind of, you know. Patrick loved this guy. Overrated. Overrated, yeah. Almost went as red as Patrick, just out of curiosity. I just want to ask you, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, you're, forget what, forget 12-year-old Arsenal fans or people that get gassed. And we, we see on social media every single season. But uh-huh. what is it for you that quantifies him being overrated? Uh, it's just, um, I think... I think Kesh and G have said it as well. Like he's a good, well, he's a great young player, but just let him live, man. Like not every time something happens, you then compare him to I don't know the greatest like <laughs> European players, and you put him in that bracket. Just let him enjoy, let him grow, let him get better. Stop comparing him to like they said he was better than, for example, Trent, who's leading the league in assists this year. Well, last who year, said, Trent who said that? A lot of Arsenal fans have said this, and even there's some big ones. I'm not going to name names. They no, even said this name, year. They, they, they said this year that he's the best young player in the league. Um, so you know, it's it's just that stuff that it kind of irks me a bit, and it's kind of disrespectful. I, 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 I know it's Patrick. Power. It's it's fine. It's cool. It's, it's it's relaxed, man. It's fine. Have a drink. It's it's cool. You know, <laughs> Patrick. I love you, man. <laughs> I'm just curious because when people say this, but people do it a lot of English players. For, for many yeah. years gone by, from when I was young myself, listen, there's a lot of talented footballers, but because they're English, there's that narrative, oh, he's English, he's not, he's over it. But I just want, I want to ask you, because yeah, I see yeah. you say a lot about Saka on the platform. Mm. What is it about him that quantifies him being overrated? Yeah. So, that, no, I'm glad you cleared that up for you. Yeah. Thank you. But, uh, people, this has been lively, man. Um, I know obviously we've got on the time scale as well, because I know people have got commitments, but um, I sort of want to talk about the team lineups um, quite briefly. Um, I'm going to come to your lasting lasting lineup against Liverpool. Spurs use it. I'm going to bring it on the screen. Do you think there will be the same team against Arsenal, or do you expect to see a couple of changes? Or if so, where? Um, no, I actually don't expect to see any changes. To be honest, I think I think Conte really has got his favourites now these days. And to be honest, if I was to make any changes, there are changes that we can't make. Unfortunately, I'd bring in Doherty for Emerson if we could. <laughs> and possibly Regulon um, for Cessnion. But again, they're as much of a muchness. And I think after Cessnion's performance against Liverpool, I thought he was stellar. I thought that whole backline, in fact, were absolutely amazing that night. So, um, no, I think they've all warranted their starting positions at this stage. And that front three, I mean, they picked themselves week in, week out. They've been so dynamic. They suit each other so well. Um, so, no, I expect the exact same lineup, to be honest. And I think um, it's very cliche of me to say, but I think the midfield battle... Um, on Thursday is going to be massive because of, obviously, of course. Ars- yes, of course, man, of course, yeah, of course. We've but got, uh, <laughs> we, we, listen, Dara, I don't know if you know if we've got the we've got the Egyptian pearl apparently. I, I, I've been told we've got it, but I'm not sure. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to. You'll never hear. You'll never hear that words he leave my mouth, man. No, I'm not falling for that one, man. I'm not falling for that one. But anyway, so I think, I think. um I think with Arsenal's three in midfield, I think that could cause our midfield a few issues because I think Liverpool's three on Saturday, they obviously controlled the game for the majority of it, as Klopp reminded us about 30 times in his interview since. Um, I think I do expect Arsenal to possibly have just about a little bit more of the ball, but I think that suits us, to be honest. Um, I know you, you guys have mentioned that you're the, you, you hold the ball 
was it the, the, the fourth highest in the league or something this season on average, um, which is obviously very impressive. But that does suit the way Spurs play in terms of our counter-attacking style and the high wing backs. You know what? Um, Spurs, before you, um, you know, because it is true, Arsenal have the fourth highest uh, average possession. We have the fifth. So just to put it into context, we're not this counter-attacking team only that the narrative or people say we are. Yeah, against the bigger teams, we do play that way. But Arsenal's average possession is uh, 52.5%. Ours is 51.1%. So it's quite tight. So it's, um, it's quite interesting when you look at it. Sometimes, you know, if you only listen to what people say and don't check things out for yourself, you'll believe that we only have 30% of the ball in all games. It's mm. not really the case. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. So, yeah, apologies. Absolutely. No, Patrick is absolutely right there. Um, and I think against the, possibly the bigger teams or the more possession-based teams this season, we've definitely gone with that counter-attacking style. But, yeah, Patrick is spot on there. It'll be an interesting one on Thursday. Probably the possession will be quite close, but... I think um, the team is pretty much picking itself these days. I'd be absolutely amazed to see um, any changes made to that side because Conte has his boys now and they are ready for war, man. Can, can I, 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 I ask a question to you lot, just quickly? Because obviously, like I said, you guys know you lot having the ball and us trying to pick you off would work better. But you're, you're coming to our ground. You don't essentially have to win this game. We do. Do you think you're going to concede possession and try Cash and defend? Or do you think that you're going to try and go toe-to-toe with us and see what happens? I think with us, like even in the Man United game, we tend to switch throughout the game. And if you watch the Chelsea game as well also, we kept trying to change. Like, that game wasn't just one game plan. Throughout that game, we kept changing it. You kept seeing Odegaard and making contact yeah. communicate and little things like that. I do feel it would be best to let you have the ball because I don't really think you're the most impressive when it comes to breaking on a low block. Hmm. And that's the sort of um, direction I'll go into, knowing that we don't actually need to win. It's you. And the precedent is set because you're at home. Yeah. So you can't really set up the way you played against Liverpool because your fans are not going to sit down and, you know, at home, they want to be entertained. Hmm. So I think it's best to sit in the low block, um, hit you on the counter. That's our best way. I think Patrick, just a, a quick question. If you if you've got to go, drop in a private chat. I know you push your time. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I can stay for ten minutes and then. No, uh, no, no, I appreciate it. Now, Kesh, just to before I bring G before G comes in, sorry. I think when my sort of immediate thoughts went to the game after um, our our victory against Leeds the other day, and I said, um, if you look at Arsenal, sort of against the bigger teams, um, particularly when we don't have, when we have less possession of the ball, I think we're more effective. Um, I don't want that to be the case going into next season where we're playing all this. I want that. I want. I want us to, to be a bit more of an even pure. I feel that works very, in our favour. Come we're first. Very good in yeah. transition. Yeah. And when a team's attacking us and we manage to nick it, yes. we're very good in transition. And, and that's, that's where I feel the likes of there will be a few changes in this. Bit. We'll get onto that anyway. Yeah. No. No way. No way. No way. Gee, come in quickly, man. Sorry, bro. Yeah. I, I personally feel like there. I say. I think the, the two teams are very similar. Um, very Gee, I'm gonna get the pick, I'm gonna get our team up, so keep talking. I'm yeah, when, when I when I when I've watched Tottenham, um, and I've seen Tottenham in some displays where they've struggled, like for example, Brentford 0 0. I think the loss to Brighton, Middlesbrough in the cup. When they're playing against, you know, as Kesh said, as Patrick has said, like a, a team in a low block, they 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 very similar to us, they do tend to struggle to break teams down. But yeah. when I when I've seen Spurs at their best, when they like slammed, you know, Villa 4 
put five past Newcastle, beat beat Man City. You know, again, it's in that kind of transition. It's that counter-attacking football. They can literally rip a team apart. And it's very similar to the way Arsenal play, you know, as Kesh and Albert pointed out. We, we for me, our performances with the ball at times have been absolutely dire. We've not even looked like we could even score. But, you know, as Kesh said, you know, we pick the ball up and we go from one end of the pitch to the other within two, three passes and, and we've scored a goal. So it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting just to see how, because ultimately it's a must-win game for Spurs. Yeah. It's, it's a must-win game for Spurs. I'm, it's it's not a must-win game for us, but as Arsenal fans, it's a must-not-lose game. Mm. Um, that definitely. So it's going to be very interesting. At the end of the day, you know, Spurs can't just rock up at home and go into cruise control and and see out a nil-nil a nil-nil game. They at some point in the game they're going to have to go for Arsenal. Yeah. And they're going to have to get a goal. And and I'm I'm hoping that will play into our hands. Whoever gets the first goal on Thursday will be crucial absolutely yeah, crucial massive. in terms of how this game pans out yeah because if you get the first goal just following up from what you said g if you get the first goal we have to go gung-ho and just throw everything out exactly. and then yeah. if we open up then you guys pick us off and like you said martinelli smith row and the counter are devastating yeah. Yeah. and then we could mm-hmm. get but then if we score one That's or two first, yeah. and then we just sit so yeah you're right it really is uh there's so many it's, facets gonna, to this it's game. gonna be a, it's, it's gonna be Big it's gonna game. be somewhat of a chess chess match i think yeah and then it's going to be whoever cracks first. That's and it. Then you're, and then all hell will break loose. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, I want to ask you a question. Go on, go on, Cash. Go on, Cash. Go on. Liverpool losing, apparently. You what, sorry? Liverpool losing. Liverpool are losing. Oh, what? Wow. Oh, it's only two oh, minutes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just said that. I was thinking, what? Wait, hold oh, oh, on. Oh, they're losing. They're losing. Let me come to my f- amazing co-host. Um, hold on, I'll ask you a quick question, actually, um, before you might have something to ask G and um, Kesh in t- regards to our team. But how, how was Sessignon done at Tottenham? Because obviously, I remember him at Fulham, exceptional talent, gets a move to Tottenham under Potra still, I believe. Hasn't worked out to him for his time so far, but how has he actually fitted into the Tottenham team? How has he done since he's come in? I think he's been quite unlucky, to be fair. Obviously, he had a bit of an injury and mm. then obviously he had that red card in the conference league, which kind of obviously downed his confidence. Um, and then since then, he's been in and out with Regulon, obviously, for that position. But in recent weeks, I don't think Regulon has been up to standard either, up to scratch. So I think that's where you've probably seen. And he's supposedly got an injury as well with Regulon, which is his thigh. Mm. So in that kind of respect, you've seen that Sassion has had to play, if that makes sense. But I think he's taken it with full arms, basically. He, he's grasped it because he's now becoming more consistent in a sense that he's got his confidence back. Um, in times against Liverpool, obviously, he kept Salah in his pocket and he was obviously pushing on to Trent. So I think consistency-wise, he's done in the world of good for his confidence and I just hope that he continues with it. But obviously, it's been a bit hit and miss throughout the rest of the season because of his injury and because of the, the position uh, trade with Regulon. Mm. No, it's interesting to get it full. So obviously, like I said, I've not seen. He's obviously come recently back into the team. So I just want to know how he sort of. Mm. How old is he? How old is he on now? Is he what twenty three, twenty four? Uh, I don't know. He's quite young still. He's still twenty two. Yeah, Collie, yeah. did you have another amazing question from my panel? I've got one. If you haven't got one, but no, yeah. you, you go for one. Go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, I quite this. This has been a fantastic. This has been a fantastic. Uh, just just oh, on one, one, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Oh.
<laughs> but um, now, big up to the people in the chat thus far. Um, we've got one more thing to sort of ask the uh, esteemed panel. Um, I'd say probably who's going to be the difference in order for Arsenal to get the win or Tottenham to get the win. I'm going to kick off with the away team first, the hitmen. So I'm going to come to G Talks first. What's going to be um, what's going to be the key factor, my friend? Who's going to be the person that's going to make the difference for us? Hmm. It's, it's a tough one. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I, I think it could be it could be a lot of players, but I, I just feel like with what Tottenham have up top, I think our centre backs are going to have to have a good game. Yeah. I think our whole defence is going to have to have a good game. Um, so you know, for me, in terms of like key player, it, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't narrow it down because I honestly feel like this is not one of those games where. You know, one 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 player is going to single-handedly, particularly in the Arsenal like Arsenal team. I don't think there's going to be one player that's going to single-handedly win this game. I think with Spurs, they've got Kane, they've got Son, can turn a game on its head in a in a split second. But for me, I think if for us to get a result at White Hart Lane, it's going to be it's going to have to be a strong collective team performance. And defensively, we're gonna we're gonna be, need to be tight. So the the player for me. That's going to have to have a great game on Thursday night is Ramsdale. I think he needs to be he needs to he needs to be as 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 communicative as he's been this season. He needs to he needs to pull out all the top draw saves. He needs to tell the defense what they need to do when they need to do it. The distribution needs to be on point. I think if he has a man of the match performance against Spurs, I think we come away with something on Thursday night. Not just not just Aaron Ramsdale. Let me let me rephrase that. Aaron Rambo Ramsdale. We've got his goal. This yeah. is bad, bad boy. He's gonna Kesh. be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's gonna be go on, Cash. Come in, bro. For me personally, I think it's gonna be a battle of the midfield, but I also feel it's gonna be a special job from the likes of El Nenny. I think when the likes of um, Kane drops into the middle, I think you've got to be on his first touch. Don't allow him to turn. I think if you can stop. Tottenham in that transition where Kane drops in, take a touch, turn out, play song in. I think we can be in control of the game. If we don't get that bit of the game off to a tee, that bit of tactical noise from the manager, from Elneny, I think we could be in trouble. Yeah. But I've got every faith that Elneny can do that job. <laughs> Not on me. No, 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 no. Albert, say, Albert, I was going to say, Albert, sorry, I know, I know, Holly, you're great at lip breeding. So I was going to say, I'll leave my amazing <laughs> co-host to last. I'm going to come to Spurs views. Um, What's going to be the key battle for you in terms of you getting the must-win three points that you need? Uh, it's got to be all about Harry, hasn't it? Um, top goal scorer in the North London Derby. I mean, this is his game. He loves it. Um, he's always up for us. And when he's on song this season, I hate to admit when Paul Merson is right, but I think he's right in that whenever Kane is on song, Spurs are on song. I'm not saying far from we're a one-man yeah. team, but whenever Kane is on good form, we are on top form. So you saw Kane with a slight dip in form recently, but a dip in form for Kane is him not getting a goal and assist every game, you know? So I think this could be the game for him to really put his stamp on the end of our season. So I think if I was to name one man, that can be the difference for us. It's got to be him. He can create, he scores. We know what Harry can do. I think we've all used the expletives. Um till the cows come home but he is just the bee's knees and if there's any man that i trust to do the business for us on thursday it's harry well said well said spurs well said speaking very <laughs> confidently there and, <laughs> and mr patrick tyrant my brother 
What are you saying, bro? What's, who's who's going to be your 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 main man? How's, how are you going to get the three points? Yeah, Spurs, I think exactly what Spurs you said. It has to be Kane. Everything goes through Kane. If Kane's dropping deep and pulling strings and getting a bit of space from your midfield, then um we can obviously he unlocks on. He lets Kulicheski be direct and get on the ball and attack, and then he can run into the box and, and do what he does. But it does. I know you guys aren't going to be naive to allow Kane that space. So it's how Kane is smart enough to get that pocket of space. And, you know, like the best players will always try and find a way. Kane has to find a way on Thursday because we all know, as, as in Arsenal fans and Arteta, they know what our game plan is. But the best players still find a way to execute and deliver. So it has to go through Kane. If Kane has a great game, so will Son, so will Kulicheski. Defensively, we have to be compact. Uh, I know you guys will have some some shots and will test us. Larice, no howlers, no mistakes. And then we just go from there. But to be fair, if you have to pinpoint it on one guy, it's Harry Kane, definitely. Good shout. My amazing co-host from the other side of North London. Who, how, how do you see Tottenham getting the... Obviously, you've got a very good record at home against Arsenal. We haven't won there in a very, very long time. Thomas Rizicki days. Long time ago, wonder uh, goal, one nil. Yeah, yeah beautiful time. goal. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Holly, how are your boys going to get the job potentially done? Well, I don't want to sound as generic, so I would say it would be Kane, but I also think it's going to be Romero as well. I honestly mm. think it is, if he can keep his heads, because I know he's he's got a little spark in him. That a hot head, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think with an occasion like this, I think keeping him cool and keeping him not going through players, but adding a bit of grit that we haven't, we've missed in a long while It's in a, a player in a Spurs shirt. As in, we had Lamela, but Lamela would then turn it into a red card. Whereas Romero, he'll go through a player, but do it properly in terms of winning the ball. So I think yeah. Romero is going to be, be key in the defensive kind of attributes. Not so much, we've got to go get the goal, but Romero is going to be that rock in the middle for us to make sure that we don't let any goals go in the back of our net. Well said. I'm going to, oh, of course, score predictions. I'm going to go around quickly, but I'm going to say, um, I've sort of changed my mind, really, in terms of how Arsenal will get the result. Listen, I'd love us to go there and get the three points. Um, but we forgot, we've obviously got one of our players back after a long-term injury. I don't just call him Takahiro. I call him Takahiro flipping Tomoyasu. <laughs> he had a fantastic game in September against, um, against the Tottenham lot, and he kept Mr. Hunmin Son very quiet. So him being back in Arsenal's back four, I, was, I think it's going to be a flat, but I think it's going to be a back four is absolutely imperative. Aerially, he's fantastic. Positional defensively, he's brilliant. He offers us something going forward. I think potentially that might be hindered a little bit more because he may start as left-back. Um, I didn't see that coming last week Last week against Leeds, but he's going to be key for us. If we can, if we, I've said it, if we can keep Son quiet, that's half the battle. That's half the battle and the job done. Um, come on, you gunners. But let's, anyway, let me not to get carried away. Um, score predictions. Cash, what are you saying, bro? Yeah, mute. What's he, what's he saying? Move on, He's saying Tottenham 2 1, yeah. is it, man? Right. Yeah. <laughs> G, what are you I saying, bro? Um, I th- you know what? Like I said, I'm not going to go into this match and, and, and be naive or stupid to think that this is just you know going to be an easy win for us or if we're going to win it at all. Um, and if I'm honest, my hearts and hearts, I'm going to call it a 1-1 draw. I don't think that either team is going to win on Thursday night. I'm going to go 1-1. Good shot. Spurs views, what are you saying, bro? It's a must win for Spurs. This is Harry's game. 2-1 Spurs. Oh, I, I must say, I'm very disappointed by your score prediction, Dara. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> Patrick, 
think what you said, bro. You know what? I've I've changed my mind so many times on this. So I definitely think Spurs will win. Why, de- why, why, definitely, why definitely? I just think that going into the North London derby at home, we have a really good record against you guys. Um, I do feel that you lot, I don't know why, but I think there'll be a bit of naivety from your young players thinking that you can try and play through us because uh, you lot are in good form and I think you underestimate us. Um, I know Arteta will come with a game plan, but your players are still quite young and this is, this is the first time he and them have been in this situation. So I think it will be really tight to begin with, but I see us winning by a two-goal margin. I don't know why, I just see it. So it might be 4-2, it might be 3-1. But it's not even like trying to be disrespectful because I know the game will be tight. But I just see us coming up, trumps in the end, and Son and Kane just turning it on. But yeah, I hope I'm right. But I think I think we'll win by a two goal margin. But it's not going to be a walkover at all. No, listen, you got you got back your boys. I hear I hear you. Yeah. And to my amazing Kesh, you gonna come with your scoreline? Go on, bro. Uh, I think it's gonna be a tight game. I feel in the end we'll probably nick it by a two-one. Uh, I hear what Patrick's saying about the old naivety thing, but I feel when it comes to this Arsenal that we've seen this year, I don't think we're that naive to think that we can play teams off the path. Like I said, a lot of the times we do beat teams with our transition football, and that's where I think the tactical change will come, where Martinelli will sit as one. Now. I think Emil Smith-Rowe will come in, and I know I'm stating he can be in the transition. Now, well said, Kesh. Um, before I come to my amazing co-host, people, smash a like on my channel and Holly's channel. Get them algorithms up, man. Come on, people, man. This is a big derby, man. Come on. But um, I'm going to stick with the prediction that I said straight off the bat. I think we'll get a 1-1 draw. A score draw. I think we'll get a draw. I think it'd be, it'd be tight. Um, but I think we'll get a draw. I would love us to get the win. Cool. Um, but, oh, Listen, man, I'll be ringing Patrick, singing, singing, <laughs> singing some whiz kid down the phone and everything, man. It'll be getting fun, man. Uh, no. <laughs> now I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. And Holly, to close the show, give me your score prediction. Well, a draw isn't good enough for us, so it's got to be a win. And I think, like we've all kind of said, it's going to be close. And I think it's going to come down with who's the tactician of the game. Because yeah. I think we've all kind of said we kind of not play the same, but like you said, it's going to be a game of chess, like G said, in a sense that if one person steps a foot wrong, the other person's going to pounce on it. So I'm going to vote for a, for a Tottenham win, because I would. So I'm going to go 2-1. Oh, I see. Coming for all your pasta, all your spaghettis. <laughs> Italian flags. Patrick, we've already met, obviously, Holly, Spurs News. We've only met tonight, but if you yeah. lose... I'm going to be in your DMs. Oh, I know. It's going Trust on mute, mate. Yeah. Hey, likewise, man. If we lose, yeah, I'll switch it to my phone up. Just nah, me. If you not lose, yeah, you're pissed, but you're still in the driving seat. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So yeah. if we lose, we're done. And I'm done as well because I've I've got a few bets on the table. I'm finished. I might, I might deactivate my Twitter. I feel sorry for you, mate. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I can, dip, I, can dip into my, I can dip into my savings account and get you a, a, a first class match in Nigeria to, uh, after a Friday. Friday night, possibly, I'm not sure, but... Oh, mate, if, if we lose, oh, I'm finished. Our season's done. I'm I'm gone, bro. You lot don't know me anymore. What you say, hey, Pat, hey, Pat, what, if you lose, what, you turned out to the TFT end of show, yeah? Exactly. I, I can't, man. I'm gonna, they're going to make me wear Arsenal shirt. I can't turn up, Cash. You ain't seeing me. Oh, God. People, you guys have been absolutely bloody fantastic, man. Uh, what, a, what a preview. People in the chat, thank you for your amazing interaction. Like I said, 
smash a like on my channel and Holly's channel. And listen, people, subscribe to all the guys' channels. It's in the link below. Twitter handles are in the boxes displayed and going along the bottom of the screen along the banner. Um, people, what a show. So, Patrick, thank you for grace us with your presence, man. Looking sharp. Um, tell the people where they can find you, man. Uh, Patrick Tyrant, so P-A-T-R-I-C-K and then T-Y-R-A-N-T. That's on Twitter. And then from there, you can follow our channel and subscribe to that, which is Views TV Official. We need to get all you guys on. Um, yeah. It'd be great to have you lot on. We record every Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Pretty much it's just a Premier League wrap-up of um, the week's fixtures. So, yeah, pleasure, Albert. Pleasure, Holly. Thank you for always inviting me onto your channels. And, yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a good show, man. It's been a good show. Patrick, you, you know what? As much as you support that that other lot down the road, you're 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 cool. You're all right. You're right. Oh, Patrick, thank you, man. Right. I'm touched. I'm touched. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely yeah. for the other side. Everyone here is cool people. So yeah, good. yeah. Now, well said, man. Well said. Spurs views. Thank, Dara, thank you, man, for for coming on our channels. I shall say joint stream. But um, tell the people where they can find you, brother. Yeah, um, you can find me at Spurs views uh, underscore on Twitter. And guys, if you're not already, make sure you're following Holly and Patrick and all these guys and all these Arsenal guys. If you've got some Arsenal guys in the chat and everything, they do super stuff. It's been an absolute pleasure coming on as always. And uh, yeah, I'd like to say best of luck on Thursday, but you know, I don't yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, 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 We know you're lying, so just don't say it. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not genuine, man. <laughs> no, it's not genuine. I could say best of luck, but. I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, Holly, you, Holly, you could do the honours with my two esteemed uh, guests. Oh, wow. Wait, check, oh, check this out. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes. So thank you both of the, the Arsenal lot for joining us. It is very nice to meet you guys. Like I say, we, we always banter it, but you're very nice people. So first of all, Kesh, where can everybody find you doing your thing? Um, Well, you can find me. I'm always on Twitter, bantering with Pat. Yeah. I'm also on TFT at times as well. So go check it out guys and thank you Ollie for having me Albert thank you cool. right, that's good stuff and like I say make sure you uh, follow and subscribe to these guys as well and G it was nice to meet you too mate where can everybody find you doing your thing yeah so mainly Twitter um, G Talks Arsenal just find me on Twitter um, via obviously my Twitter account you can subscribe and um, check out some of the stuff I do at Canon Chatter TV which is obviously Arsenal related content um, and that's it really massive thank you obviously to Albert my brother from another mother Thank you so much, Holly, as well, for having me. And it's been an absolute pleasure, um, obviously, doing a stream for the first time with you, Kesh, and obviously meeting both you, Patrick, and Spurs. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. So thank you very Likewise, much. Likewise. Likewise. And, of course, let me introduce, let me, my, my amazing, amazing co-host. Banter aside, Holly, I love you to pieces. We, were, we have bonded from whenever we first started speaking. It's a shame we support different clubs, but you're doing, you've got an amazing channel. Keep doing what you're doing um and always as i always say keep the haters at arm's length mm -hmm. doing or just banter yeah yeah that as well yeah yeah but holly you've been fantastic to do the joint stream with you man um we've collabed before obviously but i always enjoy your company and like i said you're doing bits on your channel you, you've grown immeasurably um you've got these guys i see coming there as well patrick and spurs and other guests you get on ex-professional footballers so you're smashing it girl man representing so um it's always a pleasure to share the platform with you but you know, as as I said at the beginning of the stream, we are husband and wife that we don't see each other, but it's fine. I can live with that. Yeah, it's, all good. it's weird, isn't it? We're bonded, but we both support different clubs that hate each other. Yeah, we it's, should we should hate right. each other, man. We should even, even, even talk to each other, but that's fine. No, I want to say, like I say, 
me and my other football knowledge apart from Tottenham isn't so great. So thank you for allowing me to come on and try and co-host about Arsenal. So I do really appreciate it. No, but no, it's been it's been a pleasure. So thank you. No, no worries, man. People in the chat, get your virtual waves goodbye and, and virtual hugs if possible, if that's even possible to work. But people, um, it's been a fantastic match preview. Holly Hotspurs meets Albert JTV. We are out, people. Roll on North London Derby. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Gunners. Let's go, people. Take care.